0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Dan and Joe Sports Show. As always, I'm Dan. I'm Joe. And Joe, we're joined by guest of the show and sponsor, Hunter from Beach Ball Properties, to talk about an amazing Bama basketball season. So not only does Alabama have the national championship in football, which we've come to expect, but they have a great basketball team with a real chance of making the Final Four and making some noise. Glad to have you on, Hunter.
1: Glad to be here, Daniel. Yeah, the uh, the basketball team, coupled with the uh, the Alabama football team, you know, it's kind of like Nate said, we're just, you know, we're not a basketball or football school. We're just a championship
0: school, man. Well, they, they did it this season in both the regular season in basketball and in the tournament. Uh, Hunter, did you get a chance to watch all of that epic LSU-Bama final in the conference championship game?
1: I did, and it, and it was wild. I wish you could have seen the juggling act because uh, many of your viewers probably don't know, but I've got a two year old and I've got a two month old. So I've got like the two year old in one hand watching her iPad and screaming, and I've got the two year old or the two month old in my hands, and I'm trying not to scream and wake him up and watch the game and yelling about stuff and getting really upset that Petty can't hit a three and he was cold. It was just, it was. It was very, very epic afternoon to watch. I mean, I'm trying to remember where Ginger was. She had, I think she would get her nails done or something. So it was interesting being here at the house watching it. Well, Hunter, coming into the season, did you have this level of expectation for the Alabama team? And, and maybe I should rephrase that. It's hard to expect anybody, you know, to, even the most loyal fan to expect an SEC regular season and tournament championship. but. Coming into the season, what was your expectation for Alabama basketball? About like it always is for Alabama basketball—a lot of you know, a lot of hype and a lot of disappointment. Um, you know, I didn't think much of it. I was still reeling off of the, the football championship, and you know, the first few games we, we lost to a couple of you know lower level teams that the games at Alabama usually loses in basketball. So, yeah, you know, the start of the season did look promising. I kind of figured, it out. it's another season. You know, good for Nate Oates, but. Whatever, you know, he's still another year away. Maybe a couple of these five-star recruits come in and we'll see something. And then uh, all of a sudden out of nowhere, like I'm kind of looking up going, no, wait a minute, Alabama's like winning a lot of games. And I think it's specifically, it was the Alabama-LSU the first game where Alabama was kind of teetering on being ranked. I can't remember if we were ranked. Or, but LSU was supposed to be the gold standard this year. And we went to Baton Rouge and just beat the – well, it was either at home, back, I can't remember, but we beat the brains out of it. We put them out like 30 points. I was like, wait a minute, we've got a team. Petty hit like seven threes. It was just unbelievable. And I said, i got to start watching this team. This is
0: actually entertaining. Yeah, what about the game where Alabama made like 25 three-pointers or something like that?
1: Yeah, we set. I think we set the Alabama and the SEC record for three pointers in a, in a single game. I mean, the LSU guys. I think within about five minutes into it, just uh, <laughs> I hate to say they gave up, but they kind of were like, ah, uh, they're just fine. It was like the NBA jams, just everything was going in, and they were like, oh, we just want this one to be over with. It's kind of like, uh, what's what's the old running clock? Just run the clock. I guess just. Well,
0: Hunter, you and <laughs> I, you know, I were talking yesterday. You know, Herb Jones got SEC player of the year in basketball and SEC defensive player of the year. But you think that, that Petty is the guy that if Alabama is going to make a deep run, it's got to be him, right?
1: It's got to be Petty. I mean, we, we won the, the championship game in spite of Petty. I mean, he was cold as sub zero. I mean, he, he was bricking threes and it was all over the place. But, you know, Herb's going to be consistent. He's going to get his. I mean, uh, Quarterly, I mean, he's going to get his stuff. I mean, Shaffer, they're 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 going to play solid. But if Eddie, if Petty's on fire and he's hitting, I really do think we're one of the you know the top five teams in the in the country right now. But if he's cold, we kind of have to play in spite of him, and we have to be tougher on defense. And and it, you know, it's kind of like it, as a as a strong football fan, it's kind of hard to watch basketball because. In football, you kind of know what the team's going to run. You kind of know, and you have the expectation. For basketball, there's so many different derivatives and things to go about it. But I really didn't think Petty Petty is the is the guy that can make or break this run. Well, fortunately for Alabama basketball, and I think one reason a lot of people think you know they have a good chance to make it to the final four is you have Petty, you have Jones, but you have kind of a quartet of guys, as you mentioned. You know, you have also. Quinterly and Shackleford, who can go off any given night. So the team's really balanced scoring, a lot of good depth there, play good defense. I wanted to ask you, though, about the first round matchup against Iona. It's very intriguing with the head coach for Iona being Rick Bettino. What, what do you think about that matchup? I think it's selling ratings and getting eyeballs on the screen. Uh, this is a 19, 1987 again. You know, he's not at Providence. Um you know, it's like Nate H said he's not on the field or he's not on the court. He's not gonna be playing the game. I'm sure he's gonna have his team prepared, but you don't really see many fifteen subset twos. Um he just doesn't have the horses in the stable. He can scheme all he wants, but at the end of the day, we're gonna we're gonna drive to the basket and shoot threes. I mean, that's what we're gonna do. And seventeen points I still think is a lot. I mean, I don't think it will be him by seventeen, but I think I think even if they keep it competitive in the first half, we've been a second half team, and oats making adjustments has been incredible this year. So I think we win. I'm not really this game doesn't 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 have me worried, so to speak, just because of the the name of the, of the coach.
0: Yeah, Hunter, I think that uh, Rick Pitino himself said when they were doing uh, the the prep for this, and he was doing an interview that. Uh, Billy Donovan's not walking through the door for this Iona team for him to have somebody that can go out and lay 30 on Alabama or anything like that. And he's just yeah. kind of like trying to temper any expectations of it even being a game. Um, yeah. I want to want to get your comment, though. Do you think it's possible to play two dirtier coaches back-to-back than Will Wade and Rick Pitino? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
1: They, they didn't write a book about that specifically. I mean, doesn't the FBI still have recordings of the LSU case? I mean, the fact that he still has a job at, you know, LSU, uh, after this last mile story comes out of this, I mean, and, and everything else, but it's amazing, they still have an athletic career.
0: <laughs> well, Hunter, you know, Hunter's involved in my little bracket I'm doing. I don't know if you noticed my name in it, but uh, I named myself Paid by Wave.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you saw mine was Championship School.
0: <laughs> I like it, man. I'm hoping y'all do well on us. So. I,
1: I think we will, I, I, and, and not to get ahead of you, I, I think it's really going to, maybe, I don't know, it's like I told my other Alabama uh, fans, it's like, I hope for the best, but expect the worst, but I really think the uh, down the road, the, the Texas matchup, I think that's going to be the game that, that's make or break on us, you know, what's that, I think that'll be Sweet 16, um, possibly, or is that yeah. going to be at the eight? Week 16. Week 16, yeah. So, I mean, that, that Texas matchup, I, I kind of feel like that's 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 going to be us running into a buzzsaw, and, and, and how, can we, how how are we going to handle that game? If we win that game, I'm not as concerned about Michigan. Um, but let's face it, guys, Gonzaga is freaking dirty. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how anybody's going to compete with Gonzaga. I mean, they get 55% from the field. They haven't lost a game. I mean, and basketball is obviously so much different than football. You've got five competitive guys and you, can, and you can recruit that way. Yes, it's a team effort, but like with football, we got to have 22 guys, you know, that, that are all playing. That's why, you know, schools like Gonzaga can do what they do. But I, 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 I hope I'm not going ahead of you all. That's kind of I think who's going to win, <laughs> who's going to win it all. No, I think so, too. I mean, they're so balanced as well. And they remind me of Alabama having four or five guys on any given night that can show up and show out. Um, But staying in your region, though, like I'm not really – if I was an Alabama fan, I wouldn't be afraid of Michigan really at all. I just Mm -hmm. don't think they're – I think they're the weakest of the number one seeds. And so Mm -hmm. as soon as I saw the bracket released and that you guys were the two there, I kind of felt like you would probably be the favorite. Personally, I think it's either Florida State or you guys in that region. Right. And, and you almost kind of think placing us in that uh, – not giving us the number one seed, but placing us in that region was almost kind of like a gift to say, okay, we, we just can't justify making you number one, but you really are number one in this in this bracket. You yeah, the top two
0: seed. Yeah, Hunter, I wanted to ask you about that. Because in my mind, uh, I didn't think it was fair that Alabama didn't get a one seed. I mean, I think they did the metrics on it. And basically, out of the Power Five conferences, I think Alabama may be the only team ever to win the regular season and win the conference uh, championship and have less than seven wins and not get a one seed. Especially when you look at Michigan at the end of the year, they got blasted by Illinois about 40 points. They In the conference tournament, they didn't make it that far. I mean, I kind of think that Alabama should have been a one seed.
1: Right. No. No, I agree with you, but you know, again, like I said, you know, basketball, seating is our path to victory is 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 I think just the same as it would be if we were the one seed. Again, the Texas matchups; gonna be tough. Like that stuff. Like maybe we should have gotten a freebie by being one to get ahead. But you know, they 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 love the they love the Big Ten. They love the Big Ten, and, and they and they they're more of a basketball conference. Always traditionally have been. But, you're right. I mean, we had a strict schedule of a of ten, but I, but I did look back. I mean, we were one and three against top twenty five, so they kind of were like thing us a little bit. Saying, "Look, I mean, when they really play really good talent, they, you know, it's they're trying to wait conference. But at the end of the day, you got to you got to play the game. And so whether you're a one or a two, when you get down to that sweet sixteen, you get to that elite eight. Everybody's good. So, it really doesn't. It really doesn't matter because UConn won the tournament as a 7th seed seven or eight years ago. So I mean, yeah. I think you guys got the, really the perfect draw. Right. No, I agree. I agree. But but again, y'all, like, I'm, it, it's hard to even admit. Like, I'm expecting the worst. You know, I'm expecting Alabama to to, to Alabama. You know, like it used to be Clemson Clemsoning I kind of feel like Alabama got Alabama basketball. But but again, impressed as a as a casual fan. Just see those games where we're down by nine at halftime, where I used to say, Oh, we're gonna we're gonna get crushed by twenty and to come back and win those games. I'm like, oh, wait a minute, this, you know, and, and the good thing too is we we secure Nate Oaks. We put some money on that guy, and it's gonna be hard for anybody to try to try to pull him away. And and he and Saban, I think, have a really good bond. And I think Saban for what he does, he actually will help with the recruiting. Like he will bring the basketball recruits in, and he's a he's a athletic guy like he believes in the dream we were actually this weekend i to some other alabama friends and we joked about nick saban like the first two or three years as a coach he wouldn't say roll tide like you could tell he was a higher gun. But like now nick saban is like died in the crimson wool he wants alabama to just dominate anywhere everywhere and it even helps with basketball now baseball's a little bit different we're, <laughs> we're kind of struggling on the, on the baseball.
0: Well, Hunter, on, on that subject, do you think that uh, that Nick Saban takes a little bit of a cue from the fact that when he first became a big-time coach at Michigan State, he took the backseat to Tom Izzo while he was up there in East Lansing. So now he gets a little bit of, you know, can help it. Nate Oates and LaValle. Right.
1: I don't think Nick Saban will ever take the backseat ever again, but I definitely think he will uh... – I think he wants wants Nate to be successful, and he wants the program to be successful because, you know, Saban, the way I look at it, if your basketball if everything's successful, you're being talked about more in social media and, and, and when you can, you know, obviously this year's a different year with COVID and everything, but I can remember being in school, I went to a couple of Alabama basketball games, and they would bring recruits to those games, and the crowd going crazy, so like, now if you basketball game because a lot of these football players play basketball. Like it's uh, – what is it? The Quincy kid is actually going to try to play basketball and football this year um, for Alabama, which is kind of interesting. So, you know, you, you want the programs to be good. You, you want – it just it, – it, it drives that excellence, you know.
0: Well, and you, you mentioned earlier too, Hunter, that, it, you know, they got him secured. And I think that's a great thing with him being an Indiana guy growing up there with that job suddenly becoming open. I think it's a great thing that Alabama went ahead and locked in Nate Oates. I think that would have been a, a job that y'all maybe could have lost them to, but now with that secure deal and what you're doing, I think you're good and you don't have to worry about anything. And I saw somebody on Twitter the other day,
1: it was some analyst, saying, you know, if I'm Indiana, the first call I'll make is Nate Oates and somebody kind of argued back with him and said, well, look, I mean, they would have to pay $10 million out and then $10 million for his contract and it would cost all this money and I kind of laughed because they compared Indiana to, like, Nebraska. You know, Indiana's a shell of what it used to be. It's not its not the Hoosiers movie with Gene Hackman anymore. You know, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a middle of nowhere, unliked place. Like, who wants to go to Indiana? You know, like, who wants to go to Nebraska? Like, or or I, 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 t- I heard this story. I've got a good friend of mine from Selma that he played football for Auburn. He was probably going to go to Auburn the whole time anyway. But he was being recruited by Iowa. And when he was going on his recruiting visit, he got on the plane in Atlanta and he got a little white jacket on. When he landed, it was like blistering cold, like sideways snow. And when he got in the coach's car, he looked there the coach and said, Coach, I'm sorry to tell you, I'm not going <laughs> to. It's not going to happen. You so, so long. You know, I, I kind of think the same thing about Indiana and Nebraska now. Like, it's just, it's nothing. It's a bunch of fields and grass and corn and. You got these other Big Ten teams that have kind of replaced them too, like Michigan State in the modern era has kind of to pagan Indiana basketball. Right, right, and and I think some of that too.
0: It's interesting, too, because, uh, Hunter, you're talking about Indiana kind of disappearing from the basketball scene. I was hearing some interesting stats this morning that if you look at Indiana basketball history, they've got something like 11 Final Fours. Ten of them came under Bobby Knight. They got three national championships. Only one came from somebody else, and it was in 1950. And they have something like 30 NCAA tournament appearances, and 25 came with Bobby Knight. So the question is, was Indiana really a basketball school, or was Bobby Knight just – in terms of being a terrible person. Also a great coach. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, and and I don't know. Again, being a casual basketball fan, like I still I understand the concepts of basketball. I understand somewhat of what they're playing. But I still think at the end of the, I think he was a hell of a recruiter. You know what I'm saying? I think he was a good recruiter, and you had to get the right people to come play for him. I mean, it, it, um, it goes back to um, drawing a blank. Who was, was the coach at UCLA for all those years? John Wooden. Um, yeah. I mean, people just want to go play for that guy. So, you're, you're going to get more horses in the stable by having a good name coach that people aren't, you know, want to play for. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, Alabama runs drives in the basket. If it's not there, you're passing out to the open man and you're shooting threes. I mean, it's an NBA style offense. But, like, it's hard to imagine there's really plays being run. It's, it's dive out, dive out, dive out. And, and, and that's the only thing that scares me about this Alabama team is because if you get cold and you're not hitting those threes, you have to go back and just strictly try to drive and get to the basket. And it's kind of what happened in LSU, which was awesome to watch Herb Jones just drive to the basket. Give me the ball. I'm going to the basket. You're either going to foul out, you know, or or, or – I'm going to shoot two frees. You know, that's, that's what's happening. And, and that was awesome to watch instead of trying to shoot three. And I still was nervous when we when we gave them the ball back because I was like, man, you know, 11 seconds is a lot of time on the basketball court. Well, I'll say this. I'm glad you brought up LSU. I thought it was very interesting they put them on the other side of the bracket in that region, just the eight seed. Mm-hmm. With Michigan being the most vulnerable number one seed, I don't think it's that far-fetched to think we could actually see an LSU Alabama rematch in the Elite Eight. It, it, it is very possible. I think uh, I've got a couple of different brackets other than the one in Daniels League, and I think I actually have that matchup in the Elite Eight as one of my picks, um, which to me is still intriguing about that game because I did watch it, but I was kind of casual about it because I was like, well, we beat them by 30. We mm-hmm. beat them by 18. We match up really well against these guys. Like, I, I did not expect the game. I actually was more fearful of playing Arkansas. I was actually glad that LSU beat Arkansas because mm-hmm. – I was like, we've got the better matchup there. And they played their socks off. I mean, the kid out of Mountain Brook, uh, what's his name? Waterford. Yeah. I mean, he played his butt off. Like, I was just like, we could not – in that second half, we could not stop, you know I mean? But sometimes I was a little like – if you watched him, he was very jittery. Like, he, he doesn't really have a smooth, you know, dribble to the basket. Like, he, you know, fumbled around with the ball. But then, like, he – I don't know. maybe that's part of his game because <laughs> he would drop back and, you know, drop a ranger off on us. It was crazy. Well, he's listed as a forward, so I thought it was interesting just handling the ball more. But his emergence, to me, is what's made LSU so much better because they were mainly reliant on Cameron Thomas. But with him added to the mix, to me, that's what makes him so much more dangerous. Right. And, and mentioning Arkansas, too, it's going to be interesting what type of run they make in their bracket. Um. I'm not as confident in Tennessee. I'm not as confident. I think I think Florida's got the better draw. I think they've got a tough road however they play in the seventh seed. They got a tough first matchup. Even if they get past that, then they're having to go play number two. I, I don't I don't have much faith in Florida. Tennessee if they play just right they're in. but I really think it's the West Coast I think it's it's Arkansas, L S U and Alabama that have the best chance to, to, to make a path. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
0: think yep. so too. I mean, I actually think LSU has the next best draw after Alabama because what scares me about Arkansas is Oklahoma State coming up against them with Kate Cunningham, who's probably the best player in the tournament. And I just, I kind of think Arkansas topped out too early. You know, they got on this huge run, 14 games in a row, but it came, I think, a little bit too early for it to be good. You saw them lose to LSU, and I don't know. I think Arkansas is going to go out a little earlier than most people think. Well, and, and, and
1: they beat us like a drum. Now, some of it was home cooking, and the refs just, I mean, I think Alabama had, I think it was like 40-something fouls in that one game. Like, they couldn't keep the whistles out of their mouth. Um, but I always think Alabama needed that loss. They needed a little bit of a smack in the face to kind of, like, refocus themselves. Because, Honestly, I had I did not believe we were going to win the tournament. I, I, I had no faith in ourselves. I, even watching that Tennessee game, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is it. We're going to lose this game." And, I was, and then storm back and won. I still can't believe we didn't foul. We let them shoot a three. It was like, how did they not coach that up? Um, but it worked out. Um, Dicky V thought the three got hit because it hit air ball to the net, but. Um, that's that's one Nate play I think Nate would have back and just
0: go ahead and foul, but anyway. Yeah, and then they missed that easy put back too. I, I couldn't believe that they couldn't get that in right there. Yeah, yeah. And, and same
1: thing with LSU when uh when, when he shot for that three and it and it was short, like I was jumped up like yes, yes, and I was like, Oh wait, that was basically like a pass. Like, oh no, like, like they still had a chance.
0: White hunter, so before we let you go, are you thinking Final Four? You like Alabama to make it all the way to take on the Zags, and then they drop it in the Final Four.
1: My heart, my heart, Daniel, is a Final Four run, but my head says that we we're gonna we're gonna screw up and lose one that we shouldn't. It just I'm I'm setting myself up for it. Um yeah, you know, I think I think again that that Sweet Sixteen matchup with Texas is just one of those games. It's just and if we are and when, if we get an early morning draw, on that game, well, we, we might as well just yeah you know, we could we couldn't seem to play before before noon. We lost to Missouri on the road and to to Oklahoma uh, on the road wow. on those games games that we probably should have won. But it's like we we, we kind of played like Auburn plays in eleven a.m. bowl games, Yeah. You know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, 11 a.m. games in general. Whenever whenever I see Auburn schedule for an 11 a.m. game, I'm on I'm like, all right, we're we'll probably going to lose to a team we're not supposed to. Yeah. Well, you just got to get to win the day, where ESPN wants to put you on in
1: prime time. You know what I'm
0: saying? Yep. Yeah. Probably going a fair amount of 11 a.m. games. in your prime. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, good deal. Well, guys, thank you
1: all for having me on and for all time. All
0: right, Hunter. You have a good one. What and, uh, hey, before you go real quick, why don't you give us a shout-out to Beach Ball Properties and tell uh, people what they can be looking forward to in the spring and summertime. Absolutely. Well,
1: I'm going to go ahead and tell you all, like, spring break is booked up. We're we're having
0: an amazing year
1: for what's available. Yeah, obviously, Hurricane Sally was a big hit to us. Um, I've heard numbers that 40% of inventory is actually down and still being put back up. We're we're probably closer to 30%, so we're fortunate on that. But, Tons of new stuff rolling on. We've got several, like 10 properties right now in the works we're adding on. So check out our website, beachballproperties.com. Super user-friendly. You can select by property, you can select by town, what your dates are. Uh, we made the pricing tool very simple. What you see is what you get. There's no extra fees or added fees later. Uh, if you're old school and still want to call and talk to somebody, you can reach 251-968-8896. Like us on Facebook for updates and our properties of the day. Um, and as I always,
0: say, "Come have a ball at the beach." All right. Well, thank you, Hunter, and uh, I'll be giving you a call sometime later to get a little summer vacation. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. All right. So. You. All right, and as always, I'm Dan. And I'm Jeff.